I'm Sexy Mermaid, and I am Christina's spirit guide, here to help you connect to your spirit guides. <laughs> I love to mess with you. Sexy Mermaid is not indeed my spirit guide, but I do have a lot of them, and so do you. There's this common misconception out there that only mystics and psychics and mediums have spirit guides and everybody else is just on their own, but that is baloney. You have a ton of spirit guides and they are constantly trying to help you. And in this video, I'm going to help you connect with them today. Roll trailer! Hello, beautiful soul. It's good to see you. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you haven't subscribed to my videos yet, click that subscribe button so that you never miss my weekly content. This week, I got a question about spirit guides. I get these questions a lot from people. There are a lot of people out there who are uh, trying to connect to spirit guides, but they have this misconception that only some people have spirit guides, not everyone. So that's why I shot this video. I shot this video, if you're thinking this, I shot this video for you. In this video, I'm going to be helping you connect to your spirit guides. Yes, you do have them. We all do. We're all so loved and cherished and honored, and we are all guided throughout life. I shot this video in four parts, so here's what you're gonna learn today. In part one, I'm going to give you a behind the scenes look at your spiritual guidance. Then in part two, we're going to review why it's so hard for us to connect with our spirit guides to begin with. In part three of the video, I'm going to um, teach you the two levels of consciousness that we use to connect with our spirit guides. And then in part four, I'm going to give you the five-step process to connecting with your spirit guides. So let's get to it. Okay, so in part one, who are your spirit guides? So spirit guides come in really so many forms. I'm not gonna be able to talk about them all here, but I'm just gonna give you kind of a behind the scenes look at what your spiritual guidance may look like. So there are spirit guides in the animal kingdom. There are spirit guides in fire, in earth, in wind. <laughs> so all of the elements of planet earth have a spirit imbued in them. Your spirit guides can be departed loved ones that are on the other side and want to assist you. It can be uh, it can be light beings that have never incarnated before. It could be star seeds. It can be ascended masters like a Jesus or a Buddha or archangels or angels. There's a ton of, of different types of guidance and animal spirits also can be your guides. I, for example, the, the cheetah is my animal spirit. <laughs> so this, this is kind of a look at what your animals, who your spirit guides are. And now I wanna, I wanna kind of go over how the, the spiritual guidance works in your life. So basically you have a, a couple of, of, of guides that are permanent, okay? So these guides are with you throughout your life. You have a guardian angel and you have a guide, a specific guide, your lifelong guide that is with you your whole life. That guide doesn't change. You also have a spirit animal with you that doesn't change. It's your spirit animal for your life. So there are certain parts of your team <laughs> that are permanent that are always with you. But then comes the cool part. <laughs> There's a ton of, of spirit guides 
guides that are with you temporarily in different phases of your life, depending on what you need. Isn't that amazing? So you'll have a specific type of team in one phase of your life. And then when your energy changes, a lot of that team goes away. And then you have another team coming in aside from the permanent ones that are always with you. You have this rotating team of guides that's always changing depending on how your energy changes and on what you may need at a specific time in your life. So this happened to me so many times in my life, you know, still does. Like if I'm going through a specific um, situation in my life and I need a specific uh, energy of a power animal, I'll call that power animal and that power animal will come work with me for as long as, as his or her energy is needed in my life and then he'll go on his merry way. <laughs> and so this is just an example of how you have a permanent set of guides on your team that's always with you, but you also have rotating teams of guides that come in and out depending on where you are in your life, what your purpose in life is, what your mission in life is, and where you happen to be at any given moment in your life, what you need. Now to part two, <laughs> why is it so hard to connect to our spirit guides? <laughs> So there are two main reasons why it's difficult for so many of us to connect to our guides. The first reason is that the spirit world is subtle. Okay. So spirit speaks to you in very subtle ways. Spirit speaks to you in silence and in stillness. Okay. So spirit is very subtle. So remember that word subtlety. Okay. So that's the first reason. The first reason is that, that spiritual guidance is very subtle. And that means that you have to be paying attention and we so frequently are not paying attention. Okay. So the first reason is that spirit is very subtle. Subtle, so it requires us to be very present. The second reason why we, we, it's so hard for us to listen to them is because we're frequently not present. Why? Because our minds are going a thousand miles an hour usually. So that's the second reason. The second reason is that our minds are super active. The more active your mind gets, the more filled with thoughts your mind gets, the less you can listen to your spirit guide or to the spiritual side of life. Because what the mind is, the mind is the master filter of reality. So your mind is put in place to kind of create this illusion of separation from you and the outside world. Okay. The more active your mind is, the more that illusion is holds in place and the less you can listen to your spiritual guidance. Okay. The way that you can listen to your spiritual guidance better is if your mind is, is quiet. Okay. So these are the two main reasons why it's so hard for us to listen to our spirit guides many times. Uh, the most important of them being the mind being really active, constantly thinking we're always going a thousand miles an hour. We're very rarely in the present moment because the mind is always thinking it's always worried about the past or worried about the future, or, you know, getting the to-do list done and all of these things. So our minds are very frequently distracted outside of the present moment and your spiritual guidance speaks in the present moment. So these are the two main reasons why it's hard for us to connect with our spirit guides sometimes. Now to part number three, and that is the two levels of perception of spirit. Okay. Now, what does this mean? Usually this isn't talked about a lot, but I wanted to bring this into this video because this was super important in my life. So I'm going to share this experience with you and, and hopefully this will make your connection with your spiritual guidance easier. So there are really two levels of awareness of consciousness that we use to connect with our guides. Okay. 
The first level that we use is called separation consciousness, all right? And this is the type, this is the level of consciousness that we're at the majority of the time. Why? Because again, our minds are super active. We're in our minds. We never get out of our minds. And so the mind creates the illusion that there's a me separate from the world. Okay. Now this illusion comes in handy. So nothing against the mind, nothing against the ego. This illusion is important for our evolution down here. But the problem is when we stay in that separation consciousness too long, it starts messing up our connection with our spiritual guides. But in this, in, if you're at this level of awareness, if you're in separation consciousness, what happens is you speak to your guides in a very different way than you would speak to them in the other level of consciousness, which is unity consciousness. Okay. So these are the two levels of consciousness. Separation consciousness is the level of the mind. So that's when my mind is active and I'm interacting with the spirit world through the prism of my mind, meaning that there's a me and then there's a spirit guide out there. So for example, I'll give you an example of what it feels like to connect to a spirit guide through separation consciousness. It would be me sitting in prayer and meditation, praying to Jesus or to Buddha to please come and help me. This is separation consciousness. Why? Because I'm here. So I'm identifying me here and Jesus or Buddha is way out there. Some holy spiritual being that's completely outside of me. That's totally different from me. And I'm calling on their assistance. Okay. This is separation consciousness. Unity consciousness is the consciousness of the heart. Separation consciousness is of the mind. Unity consciousness is consciousness of the heart. With unity consciousness, the boundaries of separation disappear. So whereas in separation consciousness, there's a split between the subject and the object, in unity consciousness, the split falls. So that means that there's no I anymore. <laughs> it's just all part of oneness. Okay. Unity consciousness is the consciousness level of the heart. And this is where all boundaries completely disappear. So the way that I feel it is that unity consciousness to me is like, I, I fold in on myself until there's no myself anymore. <laughs> okay. So unity consciousness is a folding in of your awareness into the heart, uh, into the heart center. Okay. In unity consciousness, the me and the you disappears. So look at how cool this is when you're speaking to your guides from unity consciousness, you don't perceive your guides as out there at all. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So when you're in unity consciousness, Jesus or Buddha aren't some advanced masters way out there. You are Jesus. You are Buddha because they are within you. <laughs> okay. So this is unity consciousness. Now, there are only a very minute amount of people, maybe some mystics, maybe Jesus himself, Buddha himself, that were able to live in unity consciousness hundred percent of the time while down here, the majority of us are toggling between separation consciousness and unity consciousness, separation consciousness and unity consciousness. So that's why I'm bringing these two levels of consciousness up because so that you don't get confused <laughs> if you're, if you're communicating with your guides in one conscious level or another. And I'll give you an example of why I'm bringing this up. 
When I was going through my spiritual awakening, at first, it was really easy for me to connect with my guides. You know, I've been, you know, a clairsentient. I've, I've had, I don't like to use the word psychic abilities, but whatever. I've been very spiritually sensitive since I was a child. I came in with these sensitivities. So when I had my spiritual awakening, talking to Jesus or Buddha or whatever, it was super easy for me. I just had to enter into a trance meditation and I could communicate easily with the spirit world. But then something really interesting happened. As my spiritual evolution continued and I started to come into unity consciousness more and more, suddenly all the guides that I had been communicating with, they disappeared. <laughs> and I started to freak out a little bit because I thought, oh my God, am I losing my ability to speak to my guidance? What's happening to me? And I started to get a little bit stressed until one day I was in this deep trance meditation and I was asking my main guide, my lifelong guide, I was asking her, it's a woman, and I was asking her, you know, why can't I hear you guys? Why did you leave me? You know, I was in this kind of, I was a little bit uh, shattered, you know? And I remember that like this knowing popped in, this kind of knowing popped in. And it was just like, you know, I, I could feel this, this sort of, it felt like a light being, but there was no real silhouette. It was almost just like this glare of light coming towards me. My eyes were closed so I could see with my third eye. And, and the, the information that I got was that I, the guides were still there. I was just seeing them from a different level of consciousness. I was seeing them from unity consciousness and that's why their identities disappeared because they were mingled with me. How cool is that? <laughs> so this is why I bring this up because as you're going through your spiritual process, you may very well get into a position of unity consciousness more and more and more. And I just don't want you to freak out if suddenly your guides or your spiritual angels or whatever, they, they seem like they disappear on you. They're not disappearing on you. It's just that you're evolving. You're evolving into more unity consciousness. The more you are in unity consciousness, the less you will see the boundaries between yourself and your guides. It'll all just mingle and your guidance will start coming more from your heart. It'll fold in on itself and it'll start feeling more and more like intuition. So your spirit guides will actually, as you move into unity consciousness more and more, your spirit guides will speak through you almost as a part of you, not as something coming from the out in. How cool is that? Now to the five step process to help you connect with your guides. So step one is conscious intention. So what does this mean? It means that as soon as you become consciously aware that you would like to communicate with your guides, that powerful intention that you're throwing out to the universe, it's like 90% of everything. It's so important because your conscious awareness is fundamental in your connection to your guides. The more that you're aware of something, the more that you be, that you focus on something, the more energy you, you deploy in that direction. And the more energy you deploy, the easier it becomes to connect consciously with your spirit guides. So that's step one. Step one is just becoming aware and sending out an intention that, Hey, I want to connect with my spirit guides, spirit guides. I want to connect. It's my intention to connect. Okay. As soon as you have that intention, you start the whole process. Step two is you have to give permission. Okay. This is super important and people don't really realize this, but our spiritual guides, God 
or source itself does not violate free will. Free will is a super important component of this 3D reality that we are currently incarnated in. So when you want to connect with your guides, you can't just expect them to come to you and just like mess around with your life and do whatever they want without your permission. That will not happen. They can be standing around you and they can just be saying, please, you know, give us permission, please. <laughs> Cause they really want to help you, but they will not violate free will. That's why this step is important. So after you consciously uh, set out that intention that you want to connect with them, the next step is to give them permission. The more, um, the more permission you give them, the better. So I, I usually, instead of giving specific permission, I every day, uh, set out this broad intention. I, I say it every once in a while, just to make it clear that I give my guides permission. So usually what I'll say is something like, I give my guides permission to intervene in my life as you see fit. So that's, that's pretty general, right? Like I'm giving my guides full access to intervene in my life as they see fit. Why? Because I trust them and I know that they're so wise and so beautiful. So I give this open permission. There's no confusion in this, right? This is a completely open permission. Please guides, you can intervene in my life in any way you see fit. This is my general um, mantra that I use for permission. You can come up with your own mantra, but you just have to remember that your spirit guides will never Never violate your free will. So you have to step in and give permission for the guides to step into your life. That is step two. Step three is a fundamental step and it's not always the easiest one. <laughs> so step three is quiet the mind. Okay. So I talked a, a little, a little while ago about how, you know, one of the reasons why we don't hear our spiritual guidance is because our minds are just going a thousand miles an hour. We're preoccupied with this. We're worried about that. We're thinking about that and the other and the other. And so the mind is just so filled with thoughts that the subtlety of the spirit world is, is impossible to, to kind of come through the, that the filter of the thoughts. So in step three, you have to do everything in your power to quiet your mind. How do you do that? I like to hit the mind with a bunch of practices at once, and that'll help quiet the mind. Instead of doing one practice, I do a bunch of them. So I meditate, I walk in nature, I exercise every day because exercising, you know, helps quiet the mind. It helps take your energy away from the brain and down into the body. So I exercise, I'm outdoors every day. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, I go outdoors and I identify a flower or a plant or a tree. And I just look at it. I look up at the sky a lot. I love to identify with the sky. I look up at the sky a lot. I acknowledge God or source energy. I, um, I'm in nature as much as possible. Uh, I think I already said I meditate every day, twice a day in the morning and at night. Uh, what else do I do? I consciously do mindfulness exercises throughout the day. So if I'm in front of a computer, for example, and I'm working away, I will consciously pause every once in a while, maybe every hour. I pause, close my eyes, take a deep breath. And that's just my mindfulness checkup. So I'll just kind of take my attention away from my mind and into my body. And I'll do that for maybe like 30 seconds or a minute, and then I'll go back to work. So I do all of these different practices. I dance. So I practice five rhythms. Uh, it's a type of, of meditation movement that I love. Uh, I do ecstatic dance. So dancing is a really important part of keeping my mind still and quiet. Um, a lot of body movement stuff. I love to do dance and, and, you know, body movements, practices like Qigong or Tai Chi yoga, if you're into yoga. So put, put together this whole portfolio, <laughs> put together a portfolio of practices that hit the mind all at once 
so that you can start to quiet your mind more and more and more. The quieter your mind is, the easier it is for you to connect with your spirit guides. Step number four is, um, you know, asking for message reinforcement. <laughs> okay, so what does this mean? It means that you are going to not only try and communicate, not only quiet your mind, do all of this, but you're also going to ask your guides to please reinforce the messages that they're trying to give you in your 3D reality. Now, why is this important? This is important because especially initially when you're trying to connect with your spirit guides, you may not know how they want to speak to you. Your mind may be going really, you know, a thousand miles an hour. And so you want some sort of proof or help in your actual material world, your physical world, because that's where our senses are primed to pick up on, right? So our five senses are prepared to interpret and take in the physical reality. So what you're going to do is you're going to ask your guides to speak to you through your physical reality and not so much through, you know, trans meditation or channeling or whatever like that, because that takes a little bit longer for you to master. In the meantime, your guides most certainly can speak to you through physical synchronicities, signs, messages from other people. Um, they can speak to you. My guides speak to me all the time through my Facebook feed, my YouTube feed. So sometimes I'll ask a question and I'll open my, my YouTube and the first video on my feed will be a video that's answering the question that I was asking. So you see the spirit guides have a way of speaking to you through physical, actual physical reality. It's not just in this frou-frou trance meditation or channeling or all of these other hyper-spiritual things. Your guides can actually speak to you through synchronicities in your 3D reality. And so that's where this step comes in. Ask them to do that more and more and more. And that takes us to step number five, which is important because if you ask your guides to talk to you in physical reality, but then you're in your mind, you're not paying attention and you're totally stuck in your own mind and you miss reality, you miss the present moment, they can be sending you tons of signs in your physical reality, but if you're stuck in your mind, you're not going to see them. So step number five is stay present, okay? Live in the present moment, especially when you're going through a phase where you just asked for guidance. You know, let's say you're in a meditation and you're like, please guides, I need help with this. Please present me a sign in, in my physical, you know, in my physical life. And then you get up and you get right back into your mind. You're not doing any good. So when you ask for this, for this message to be reinforced in your physical reality, then what you're going to do is you're going to become super present and vigilant in your present moment. So this has happened to me so many times. Like sometimes I'm so much in my mind and I'll be walking down the street. This is, this is how literally I have so many, uh, animal communication. I have a really strong, uh, uh, connection with animals and with nature, with the nature realm. And I'll be walking down the street and I will literally ask my guides, I'll be talking to my guides or whatever, and I'll ask them something and I'm walking down the street and a white feather will literally float right in front of my face. It'll just fall from the sky right in front of my face as I'm walking by asking them a question. How cool is that? This has happened to me so many times. So this is just a, a kind of a uh, an example of what they do. Now imagine if I were stuck in my head, looking down at the floor, thinking about my problems, and I'm walking down the street and the feather comes down. I wouldn't see it because I'm stuck in my own imagination. I'm looking down at the floor. I'm being grumpy pants, thinking about what somebody did to me or what I have to do on my to-do list or all that. I'm looking down at the ground and that beautiful feather just comes floating down and I lose it. I miss it because I'm not present. Okay. So 
As soon as you ask your guides to talk to you through your physical reality, you must be present, okay? Pay attention to your physical reality because they will present signs. They will with 100% certainty. But now I wanna hear from you. What do you do to connect to your spirit guides? How do you talk to them? Let me know in the comments below. And if you want me to answer one of your questions in my weekly videos, leave them in the comments with the hashtag AskChristina. Don't forget that hashtag. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel here. Also, head over to my website and take my five minute heart quiz to find out if your heart is blocked and what you can do to open it today. And if you enjoyed this video, check it out. There are more over here for you to watch. I love you, beautiful soul. I am out.